0: God's Little Brown Church sermon series featuring Pastor Andrew Chrysler. Praise the Lord. Yep. Beautiful sunny day here in northern Vermont. It's um, supposed to warm up to 35 today, December 18th. We got about a foot of snow here. friday into saturday really pretty out there hides all the brown i want to talk this morning about facing loss we all um Face times of loss, whether it be the loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, the loss of circumstances, loss of a situation. Uh, some of us, well, I at least have been through bankruptcy many years ago, lost the house, lost the car, and lost everything I had, except the family that I later lost that too. But regardless of what we lose, we all experience um, that that change, that sudden change that comes into our life when something is missing, whether like I said, whether it's the whatever the loss happens to be, as we go through and, and we find our circumstances different than what they used to be, as we face loss, as we face changes in our life like that. One of the, well, not one of the, one of the, uh, the main thing that helps me as I face it is knowing that no matter what I face, God knows about it. God is very much aware of what's coming, and I still have the promise that He will never leave me nor forsake me. And as I was thinking about it this week, as I uh, I mentioned bef- uh, before I turned on the recorder, that uh, I know of two funerals that took place this week. One was Pastor Howard Parrish, the former pastor of this church. And another was, uh Reverend Jeannie Brown, who I've known since we were 11 or 12, something like that. Long time ago. I was 1250 years ago. Long time ago. Facing the loss. In Psalms 116, beginning with verse 12, it says, What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Stop right there. What has God done in your life? He's been faithful. Even without knowing the details of what's taken place in your life, I guarantee you, you have found God to be faithful. I guarantee it, because God is always faithful. He watches over us. Nothing comes into our life that doesn't come through His hands. Doesn't mean it's always pleasant by any stretch of the imagination, but it means we're never alone. Verse 12 says, What shall I render to the Lord for all His benefits toward me? I can't pay back God for His graciousness. There is nothing that I can do to make up for the blessings of God in my life. But I sure am grateful for them. And the things I can do, even though they don't pay back God for what He's done in my life, they should demonstrate the gratitude in my heart. Verse 13, I will take up the cup of salvation and, I, and call upon the name of the Lord. I bask, I enjoy the benefits of the of God and I give praise to Him. I will call upon the name of the Lord because God has shown Himself faithful. Verse 14, I will pay my vows to the Lord. What have we promised God? Some of us have made that statement, God, if you'll get me out of this, I will do such and such. (laughs) Trying to bargain with God. Do we make our promises? Do we keep our promises to Him? So many times I fail. But God is wonderful toward me. And each day is a new opportunity to give praise to God and to draw close to Him verse 15 precious in the sight of the of the lord is the death of his saints we all have this i don't know if we all but it's kind of natural for for people to say you know that while we're alive you know, every day above, above ground is a good day. Something I've said many times. But Scripture says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. I don't always think about death as something precious, I don't always think about um, facing loss. As something beneficial. But keeping in mind. God says I will never leave you nor forsake you. And we're going to read some other scriptures. Talking about how all of our days are written in the book. God knows every last one of our days. Which means they have a number. If he knows them all. There's a first one and a last one. Regardless to how far apart they happen to be. And God is with us. Through all of it, from the beginning to the end. And he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm going to read another verse later. It says, that, to be absent with the body is present with the Lord. Praise God. We're never, ever, 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 ever alone. If we're followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, if we, if we trust in his salvation, then we are never, ever Separated from from God. Whether we're in this body or not. Whether we're walking around this earth or not. He has never left us. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints. We look at the loss of a loved one as a loss. We even describe it that way, the loss of a loved one. But it's also the promotion of a follower of the Lord. We're no longer being in this fallen world. No longer facing the pains and the difficulties of life. Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulation. You will have problems. Peter said, don't consider it strange concerning the fiery trials to test you as though some strange thing happened. In this world we have turmoil. We have pain. It is a fallen world. Uh, Scripture says the whole creation groans And travails, waiting for the manifestation of the children of God, of the sons of God. Waiting for the redemption. In this world, there is torment. In this world, there is turmoil. In this world, there is pain and difficulties. But precious in the the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints. As we have walked all of our days, however many there are, and transitioned from this life to the next, Transition from uh, walking in in this corruptible flesh toward the incorruptible new body. The blessings of the Lord being manifest in our life as we make that transition from the natural perspective. It's a loss. But it's precious in the sight of the Lord that we no longer go through that pain. We no longer go through that turmoil. Verse 16. O oh Lord, truly I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. You have loosed my bonds. We are no longer in bondage. We are no longer tied down. We are no longer uh, bound up. Because we trust upon the Lord. Verse 17, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving, and I will call upon the name of the Lord. Are we grateful for what God continues to do in our life? Are we grateful for each day? Are we grateful for each circumstance? Uh, reading... Uh, we have a couple of devotionals that we go through in the morning. And... uh one of them this morning was talking about when we can see difficulties as a blessing from the Lord, whether it's, whether it's trials, whether it's hardship, when we can recognize that as a blessing from God and rejoice no matter what our circumstances are, then those circumstances which might be negative no longer have power to hold us down. And we instead walk in gratitude toward the lord being thankful for the things that come into our life because god doesn't waste anything if every if anything god brings into our life remember he's already promised to work it together for good anything that comes up in our life god has already said i love you and i'm working this it's not a surprise to the lord remember all of our days are written in the book every last one of them god knows what's coming and even the death of his saints, which we just read, is precious in the sight of the Lord. Whatever happens to me in this physical body, whatever comes, God is still in control and God is always demonstrating his love. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Um, back in 95, 96, when I was down in Atlanta. Um, I heard a message uh, by T.D. Jakes. And I couldn't tell you the name of the message. I couldn't tell you anything. But he was talking about Abraham. And he was talking about giving the sacrifice of praise. He was talking about how Abraham was able to take Isaac up to Mount Moriah and to be prepared to sacrifice him, how he was able to do that. He said one of the things, T.D. Uh, Jake says, one of the things that did that is because he had already had to face losing a son. He had to send Ishmael away. He had to, already had to give up a son and learned to trust God so that he was able, no matter what the situation was, was able to trust God and give him a sacrifice of praise. And it was a sacrifice having to give up one son, a sacrifice having to take his other son and and bind him and put him on an altar and prepare to take his life. But he had already had to make that sacrifice in his heart. As we go through life, as we face difficult situations, do we give praise to God no matter what? Because we realize that no matter what comes into my life, had to come through the sovereign hand of an almighty God who loves me and has promised that He's causing all things to work together for good. Having that faith, having that confidence that no matter what comes, I can make the sacrifice of thanksgiving, know that even if it hurts, I'm thankful to God because of what he's doing. Verse continuing in verse 17 and we will call upon the name of the Lord. We can call out to the Lord. He says I will pay my vows to the Lord now in the presence of all of all the people. We be faithful to God doesn't matter who's around. Because we're being faithful to God, we're focused on him and not on those around us. He said, in the presence of all these people means I don't care what these people think. I'm going to be faithful to God. In the courts of the Lord's house and in the midst of you, O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. No matter where I am, no matter what's going on around me, I trust God. Things we can find in the Psalms, things we find as we look through there. As the psalmist pours out his heart. And God, my situation might be difficult. There's all kinds of turmoil going on around me. Yet I choose to trust in you. Psalm 139, beginning with verse 18. What's that? 13, 13 yep. Starting at 13, going to 18. It says, for you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. And that my soul knows very well. You know, so many times we forget the fact that God made us. It's one thing to say, yeah, I've got it up here. But no matter what happens, no matter what we face, God made us. And He didn't make a mistake. He made us. Uh, Jesus had told people at one time, which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature? (laughs) Who can make himself 18 inches taller? Not me. I'm a short little dude. I get that. Yet God is the one who made me. Not an accident of nature. Not just something... You know, that magically happened. God knit me together in my mother's womb. God knit you together in your mother's womb. He made you the way He wanted you to be. He placed us where He wanted us to go. He directed our steps to get us where we are. And I guarantee you, God has led you in places you didn't ever expect to go. Don't have to know details to know that. I certainly never expected to look out the window and see that much snow. You don't have that kind of stuff in South Florida. But on the other hand, if I hadn't been willing to go where God wanted me to go and be willing to submit to him, I would not be standing in this pulpit. I would not be married to that woman. I would not know any of you people. But God has a plan and purpose in our life. And all of our days, actually, we'll get to that in a second. Verse 15, when my frame was not hidden from you, when I was made in secret, you skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book they were all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were were none of them. The days fashioned for me. Do you think about that? Today, God gave you this day. He wrote down what was going to happen. It was written in his book. Before you were ever born, before I was ever born. The days were written in the book and fashioned for us. It didn't just happen. It didn't just come about. It's not just the turning of the calendar. Today is the gift of God to you. And to me. And God fashioned it. Remember? Caused all things to work together for good to them who love him, to them who are the called according to his purpose. He did it for a purpose. He did it as part of his plan. And it's not a mistake and it's not an accident. It's God being faithful and showing himself mighty on our behalf. Verse 17, how precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. And if I should count them, they would be more in number than sand. And when I awake, I am still with you. How precious are your thoughts toward me. You are on God's mind. God is thinking about you. And if we were able to count God's thoughts toward us, Scripture says there'll be more than the sand. I'm from South Florida. I've been on beaches. I can't count sand. But God's thoughts about me are more than the grains of sand on the beach. Florida has... Um, a little better than 1,100 miles of coastline from the Georgia border north of Jacksonville all the way over to lower Alabama down around the Keys that's one state in one country in this world that the Lord has made there are, there are beaches that have white sands. There are beaches that have black sand. There are beaches that have pink sand. God's thoughts toward you are more than the sand. God is at work in our lives. Scripture says, precious in the, well, you read it. precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Every last one of our days are numbered. Every last one of our days are a gift from God. And no matter what comes, we might count it as loss. We might count it as, as turmoil. We might see it as an issue. But it's a gift from God in our life. Because He has something wondrous in mind. Wonderful. A gift of God in our life. First Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning with verse 13. Paul reminding believers he says, "But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with Him those who sleep in Jesus." Stop right there for just a minute. Paul warning the, warning the other believers. We don't want you to be like those who have no hope. The God who made us, the God who knit us together in our mother's womb, who formed our inward parts, who who has all of our days written in the book, who says precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints, knows every last one of our days on the earth. So Paul tells tells the believers, we don't want you to sorrow as those who have no hope. Instead we want you to rejoice knowing that God is still in control. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again verse 14 even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. We're going to see our lost loved ones again. For by this we say to you by the word for this we say to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them into the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus shall we always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Comfort one another with the words that death is not the final thing. Death is not the end. Death is merely a transition. And to be absent with the body is present with the Lord. The precious in the sight of the Lord is the death, death, the death of his saints. That all of our days are written in the book. Before ever any of them were, God knows everything about us. He knit us together. He formed us. He told Jeremiah, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And I ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. God has a plan and purpose for our life that predates us. God knew we were going to be right here this morning. And it's the gift of God in our lives. The days were formed for us. Praise God. How do we look at turmoil? How do we look at things the world sees as loss? Do we do it with the natural mind? We do it as those who have no hope? Or do we recognize that each and every day is a gift from God? Each and every day is a blessing of God. And the, however many breaths we have, however many days we have on this earth, is not the end of the story. Because God is still at work in us, God is still moving in our lives. And when we have drawn our last breath, we're going to read about this in a minute. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord." Second Corinthians 2, or 2 Corinthians five, beginning with verse one, says, "For we know that if our earthly house, this tent is destroyed, we have a building from God." when this corruption, corruptible, has put on incorruption, incorruptible, when this flesh has been replaced by a heavenly body, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation which is from heaven, if indeed, having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we who are in this tent, grown, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. Now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has also given us the Spirit as a guarantee. Stop right there for just a minute. In this tent, in this mortal body, We have our pains, we have our aches, some more than others, some days more than others. Yet there's a time coming when we'll feel no pain, when we'll have no sorrow, when there'll be no tears. And what we will have, we don't yet understand what it's going to be, it doesn't, you know, nothing can't really make much sense out of it, figure it out, because we have nothing to compare it to. But what we know is, is, as scripture said, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the things the Lord has prepared for them who loves us. We can't even imagine the grace, the mercy, the blessing that God has in store for us. Verse 6, so we are always confident, always confident. Lord, sometimes I'm not confident, but by faith I declare we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in this body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith but not by sight, for we are confident, yes, well pleased rather that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to Him. We make it our aim, we make it our goal, we make it our expectation to do those things that please the Lord. We started saying in, it back in uh, Psalm 116, beginning with verse 12. It says, what shall I render to the Lord for all His benefits toward me? And goes on to say, I will praise the Lord. I will bring the sacrifice of thanksgiving. I will declare the ways of the Lord to those around me. Whatever we face, whatever we encounter, whatever comes up in our life, it is a gift of God in our life. He has a plan and purpose for it. He has allowed it to happen for a reason. And through our Trusting in the Lord, we can learn to praise Him no matter what our circumstances. Paul said, I've learned in whatever state I am therewith to be content. For I've learned how to be abased and I've learned how to abound. I've learned how to suffer loss and I've learned how to have an abundance. No matter what comes into my life, I know that God is in charge. I know that God is in control. I know He loves me. He has never left me. And He has a plan and purpose for whatever I face. And it's for my good. And it's for the good of others around me. It is to show who God is. Because he desires to hold me up as a trophy of his grace. He tells me that in his word. He desires to say, look what I've done in this one. That we be a faithful witness and we declare the glory of God. We declare the mercy of God. We declare the love of God. We declare that his ways are always right. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that no matter what we face, no matter what comes into our life, it is not a surprise to you. You have seen it all of our days. The days fashioned for us were written in your book before ever any of them were. That you have written it down in your book. You have declared it. You have set it forth. And Lord, you have a plan and purpose for our lives. So, Father, we thank you for it. We thank you, Father, for your grace and for your mercy, for your graciousness. Lord, that your thoughts toward us are more than the the grains of sand on the seashore. We could never write them down. But we are constantly on your mind. You're constantly thinking about us. Individually, Father. And Lord, we give praise and thanks for that. We thank you, Father, that we are never alone. And even though we walk in this body, we we feel pain, we suffer loss. Father, no matter what happens, we know, Father, that we can trust and rely upon you and we can rejoice no matter what our circumstances are because you love us, because you're at work in us, and you have a plan and purpose no matter what we face. So, Father, we give praise. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information... Is a G L B C D T